Coming up on Jerusalem Dateline, Prime Minister Netanyahu's momentous trip to the United States to meet with President Biden, other world leaders, and Elon Musk. Diplomatic breakthrough as five Americans returned to the U.S. from Iranian imprisonment, ending a nightmare of many years. And strong objections ring out over UNESCO's resolution declaring Jericho a Palestinian heritage site. Plus, CBN's Operation Blessing brings hope to desperate people in Morocco. All this and more coming up on this edition of Jerusalem Dateline. Hello and welcome to Jerusalem Dateline. I'm Chris Mitchell. We start today with Libya, where rescuers are working around the clock to find the bodies, victims, killed in the massive floods triggered by the collapse of two dams last week. The floods wiped out much of the city of Derna, killing at least 11,300 people. 10,000 others are still missing. Rescue teams are combing the sea for their remains. UN officials now warning that a disease outbreak could trigger a second devastating crisis. Some have already fallen sick from contaminated water. Meanwhile, the U.S. is sending more humanitarian aid. Well, five U.S. citizens who spent years imprisoned in Iran are now breathing free air on American soil. Under a carefully choreographed deal, the Americans were released in exchange for the U.S. unfreezing $6 billion in Iranian funds. Two other Americans who had been blocked from leaving the country are also free. Some Republicans are blasting the deal as a ransom, saying it will encourage future hostage-taking. The Biden administration says the funds can only be used for humanitarian purposes. We're very confident that the, uh, the funds, the Iranian funds, that have been uh, made more easily available to Iran as a result uh, of uh, the actions that we've taken uh, will be used exclusively for humanitarian purposes, and we have the means and mechanisms to make sure that that happens. Iran's president says the money will be used, however, any way Iran wishes. Despite the agreement, tensions between the U.S. and Iran are unlikely to budge. Well, Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu is in the U.S. this week to address the United Nations General Assembly kicking off on Tuesday. He started the trip in California alongside tech billionaire Elon Musk. In a wide-ranging interview, the pair tackled everything from the pros and cons of artificial intelligence to anti-Semitism. I hope you find within the the confines of the First Amendment, the ability to uh, stop not only anti-Semitism or roll it back as best you can, but any collective uh, hatred of a people that uh, you know anti-Semitism represents. Netanyahu also touched on his controversial plans to weaken Israel's Supreme Court, saying his original proposal was bad, but he still intends to change how Israel chooses its judges. Netanyahu is expected to meet with President Biden on the sidelines of the U.N. General Assembly in New York instead of at the White House. It will be the first in-person meeting between the two leaders since Netanyahu returned to office nearly nine months ago. Tensions flared between Biden and Netanyahu earlier this year, with Washington strongly criticizing Netanyahu's judicial reform plans. Well, UNESCO, the U.N.'s cultural agency, has declared ancient Jericho as a Palestinian heritage site. CBN Middle East correspondent Julie Stahl spoke with Professor Eugene Kontorovich, who explained how the move is intended to eradicate the city's biblical and Jewish history. Professor Eugene Kontorovich, welcome to Jerusalem Dateline. Thank you. It's great to be here, Julie. Yes. Uh, now, the U.N. body, UNESCO, 
has just voted on a shocking re resolution. Tell us about it. On Rosh Hashanah, the Jewish New Year, one of the holiest days of the Jewish year, UNESCO passed a resolution recognizing as a Palestinian heritage site the ancient city of Jericho and at the same time erasing all references to the city's ancient Jewish and biblical history. So tell us about the biblical history. So Jericho, of course, is most famous for being the place where the Jewish Jews coming from Egypt first entered the land of Israel, encircled the city seven times, and with the blowing of a ram's horn, a shofar, brought down the walls of Jericho. It's also mentioned numerous other times in the Bibles. Elisha the prophet was there, many other prophets. In the Gospels, Jesus is recorded as having walked there. And all of that history has been completely erased from the Palestinian history of Jericho, which UNESCO just voted to support and endorse. So what, does Pal what do Palestinians say their history is there? So they just say it's an important world site, which is true, and they skip this entire part of the history. And not only are they doing that, they're on the ground destroying the ancient Jewish antiquities in that area now with the approval of the United Nations. There are ancient Hasmonean palaces there. King Herod had an extraordinary palace there, a series of palaces, at the time of Jesus, at the time of the Second Temple, and the Palestinian Authority is literally building houses and plowing over those areas because they want to completely erase the Judeo-Christian record of history. And it starts before, they actually say that when Joshua came into the land of Israel, whoever it was, they don't name the group, fought with the Canaanite city-states of Palestine, even though Palestine was a name invented by the Romans only over a thousand years later. So they, it is a complete erasure, an ethnic cleansing of Jews from history, combined with a destruction of uh, archaeology, which is now being done with the United Nations approval, and worse now, with United States taxpayer dollars. UNESCO is a famously anti-Semitic organization. They have, in the past, passed resolutions denying the Jewish history of the Temple Mount, calling the Tomb of the Patriarchs a Palestinian site with no Jewish connection. And as a result of that, the United States, six years ago, quit UNESCO. Just a few months ago, they rejoined, paid up their dues. America pays about 22% of the UNESCO dues. Uh, on the idea that UNESCO is going to stop with the erasure of biblical history, the erasure of the Jews, and they're, of course, at it again, doing so especially on the Jewish high holidays. Uh, on Rosh Hashanah, the Jewish high holiday, the Jews sound a shofar. They blow a ram's horn, which is symbolic of many things, including the ram's horn that was blown in the city of Jericho by Joshua. And even as the Jews are blowing, were blowing that horn, the UN was destroying the walls of Jericho all over again, destroying, literally helping the Palestinians, endorsing the Palestinian destruction of the ancient walls of Jericho. So what do they base their, their uh, calling it a Palestinian heritage site, what are they basing that on? The Palestinians submit proposals, and the UN has an automatic anti-Israel bias where they can get anything. I mean, they can get the Temple Mount called a Palestinian heritage site, and it's part of an ongoing Palestinian campaign. They have a list of sites, the Mount of Blessings and Curses, they plan to submit a variety of ancient Jewish sites, uh, which under the Oslo Peace Accords were recognized as sites that are of importance to Israel, that the Palestinians pledged to conserve and protect, and now they are destroying and erasing the Jewish history. So what should Christians do about this? What should uh, Americans do about this? So uh, I think every country that votes for this is taking a shameful position. More countries have come to understand 
that uh, what is happening here is clear anti-Semitism. And I think it's important to encourage one's government to do what the United States did six years ago and say, we cannot sit at this table. We cannot be members of such an anti-Semitic club, a club that denies the basic biblical history uh, of the Jewish people, of the Judeo-Christian uh, concept. And the United States, of course, uh, I think has been suckered and should come back out, should quit again. And every country that's committed to honesty, archaeological preservation, fairness, uh, should do the same. Professor Kantorovich, thank you for joining us and sharing this very important uh, subject with us. Thank you. Thank you for having me here. Up next, Israelis calling for the government and the international community to get tougher against terror. I often marvel when Pat tells the stories of the early beginnings, I think, I don't think I would have had the chutzpah to do some of those things that he did. When you're walking by faith, it isn't necessarily easy. Watch the CBN Story, now available on the CBN Family app. We were right on the cutting edge of things that nobody had seen before. And I know a lot of people thought we were crazy. The CBN story recalls the celebrated history of the Christian Broadcasting Network from its humble beginnings. It was quite a scene. And we walked into this television station. In the control room, there was glass all over the floor. To the renowned ministry that continues to bring the gospel to every nation. When people can hear the gospel on television in their own language, they respond to that. A special presentation in celebration of Pat Robertson's life and legacy. The CBN Story. Watch now on the CBN Family app. Download the CBN News app 24-7 news from a Christian perspective at home or on the road. One place for all of your news. Breaking news alerts. Set daily prayer goals and pray for news stories. Read the most important news and watch CBN News Channel Live. CBN News, because truth matters. Go to CBNNewsApp.com to get the app today. Discover CBN Family, your gateway to inspiration, faith, and encouragement you can count on. Tune in to your favorite CBN programs. Experience the joy of each season with our fun and exciting seasonal content. And don't forget Superbook. Let your kids embark on thrilling Bible adventures. CBN Family, encouragement you can count on. Download the app or go to cbnfamily.com today. Israeli security officials are predicting ongoing terror attacks to increase as the country observes the biblical holidays. Citizens caught in the middle want more support. CBN Middle East correspondent Julie Stahl has that story. This year, terrorists have already murdered more than 30 Israelis. Most of the attacks have taken place in the West Bank, which is biblical Judea and Samaria. We are facing something like uh, 200, around 200 alerts every day for terrorism, the intelligence uh, radar. And of course, the rate of fatalities is the highest uh, in, in the last few years. Reserve Major General Israel Ziv says those carrying out these attacks are mainly young people in their 20s. He adds, while they may not be part of organized terror groups like Hamas and Islamic Jihad, those groups are smuggling weapons, ammunition, and money into Palestinian areas. 
this equipment find itself to the hands of those youngsters and by the internet they find all the instructions how to carry terror attack on vehicles or on uh, the settlements or all kinds of options that they have and it's up to their decision you know to to take the act Ziv says this often makes it harder for Israel to track planned attacks adding to this chaos is the growing weakness of the governing Palestinian Authority we see that they are more uh, busy within themselves most of them are, are corrupted they are dealing with with personal businesses and personal issues and they are not running cities and the situation in the streets while Israel mounted a major military offensive in July, Jewish community leaders in Judea and Samaria are calling on their government to take tougher action. There's a relationship here as if each terror attack is a one-time event. They're relating to terror like there's an attack and then another attack and then another. It's simply not right. We have a full war here. What we have is a real threat. And we came here to say to our government that we demand to go to war. We want to win this war. We demand that the government of Israel takes action against these terrorists, like the U.S. and Britain would take action against terrorists that are firing rockets and shooting at women and children that travel on the roads. Many attacks are happening along Route 60, known as the Way of the Biblical Patriarchs, traveled by Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Many of the Jewish settlements, which much of the world considers illegal, are established there today. We're building on the land that's ours. We aren't confiscating land. We're building in places that we bought or that belong to the country. We're doing it according to the law. Council leader Shlomo Neeman questions how foreign governments can try to stop Jews from building houses in biblical Judea. This thing is also given a tailwind to terror and it backs up the Palestinian Authority. Council leader Israel Gantz calls on the international community to shift its focus to helping fight the terrorism. We must fight with the terror and we want to, uh, uh, to thank for our friends, for the world, the support of fighting in the terror because we all know the terror can start here and grow for all the world. Julie Stahl, CBN News, Jerusalem. Up next, desperate souls living in tents next to devastated villages in Morocco. CBN's Operation Blessing takes on dangerous roads to get there. Attacks on Jewish lives, communities, and synagogues. The Jewish nation has survived war. I was so scared. Terrorism. And saw my husband covered in blood. And waves of anti-Semitism. It's a message of killing Jews. Now is the time to defend Israel's basic right to exist. And you can do that through CBN Israel. When you send a gift to the Jewish people through CBN Israel, you are giving humanitarian aid to Israelis in need. And at the same time, you are providing news coverage and documentaries that reveal what is really happening in Jerusalem and the Middle East. Attacks against Israel are ongoing. The need is urgent, and you can help. Call 1-800-813-8734. Go to cbn.com slash standwithisrael or text CBN Israel to 41444. I am region's first ROTC graduate student. 
It's Superbook Summer of Faith. Three stories of God's miraculous protection for those who hear His voice and believe what He says. You'll receive this end-of-summer bonus with Academy Express, Jesus Feeds the Hungry. Join the CBN Animation Club and get Academy Express, Jesus Feeds the Hungry, plus two copies to share with others, all for your gift of only $25. And as part of our Summer of Faith bonus, receive three Superbook episodes demonstrating God's awesome power. The worst earthquake in more than 100 years has devastated regions of Morocco and left more than 3,000 dead. Many remote areas are extremely difficult to reach, but Operation Blessing made a perilous journey to help those in need. Take a look. Many of the roads to remote villages in the mountains of Morocco have been impassable for days. The Operation Blessing team convoy had to stop at times so heavy machinery could clear the roads, with the danger of rock slides possible at any moment. As we drew closer to the epicenter, we witnessed increasing destruction and thousands of people living in tents on the side of the road. When we got to the village itself, we saw a bird's eye view of the extent of the destruction. After a five hour ride, one flat tire and several stops along the way because of rock slides, Operation Blessings team made it here to this remote village on its mission of mercy to bring hope and help. We're one of the few first one, you know, to arrive here in, the, in this couple days that uh, the earthquake happened. So we, we are very happy that we made it. We made amazing connections here to support these villages that are unrich in this point. And we're bringing vital supplies, food, water, solar lamp. There is no electricity here. We are here because we can show the love of, of Christ, first of all, as you know. This is one of the thousands of buildings that were destroyed or damaged by the earthquake. You can see how destructive it really was. This one is personal because the brother of one of the Operation Blessing volunteers died in this place. Rashid looked to the house where his brother had died. This is the place where he died and we're really heartbroken. The only thing he left is his sandal. The people here don't have anything. Everything was destroyed. So you see the people gathering and helping each other in these villages. Not only my brother died, but many others died too. In all, 47 people in the village died, including a pregnant woman. This is what God puts in our heart, just to go and help these people. And I'm really like, probably like meet with you guys and be like working together. It's just a blessing for us to have you here with us. Mm. I want to thank Rachid for opening his village, his house, so we can, we can come and help you guys. We are with him and your families in this very difficult time of sadness. I love to be a part of Operation Blessing. This is what God put in my heart to help these people. This help is made possible by those supporting Operation Blessing. So I would say really thank you and God bless you guys. And we're just really happy to have you with us because we need you now. Chris Mitchell, CBN News at the village of Tagantef, Morocco. Coming up, a documentary maker giving voice to the settlers in biblical Judea and Samaria. Why he wants their stories told. Thank you for watching Jerusalem Dayline. We're committed to providing you with unbiased reporting from the Holy Land. Through weekly broadcasts, podcasts, and online media, our vision is to reach millions around the globe with the true story of what's happening in Israel and the Middle East, all from a biblical and prophetic perspective. This is a big vision and is only made possible by the generous support of people like you.
Call us toll-free at 1-800-700-7000 or go to cbn.com slash Jerusalem Dateline and make a donation that will help spread the light of truth about Israel throughout the world. Blessed are you, Lord, our God, King of the universe, who has chosen us from all of the nations and given us his Torah. Audiences are raving about oracles of God. I believe this is an extraordinarily well-researched movie that indeed speaks about the integrity of God's Word. It's a real faith builder. It encouraged me to, to realize God's hand in preserving His Word throughout history. If God is not faithful to His Word, He is not faithful. But this shows that He is. What is it? I don't know. I thought you could tell me whether or not they are genuine. I would describe this movie as inspiring, captivating, excitement. It mattered to them to get it right. Everybody should watch this movie. Oracles of God, the story of the Old Testament. Available now for a gift of any dollar amount. Come home to the sounds of Southern Gospel from CBN Radio. You'll enjoy a rich Southern blend of bluegrass, classic gospel, and Southern gospel favorites like the Gaithers, the Crab Family, and bluegrass sounds like Mountain Faith. So make yourself at home with the all-new CBN Southern Gospel, now available at cbnradio.com. Introducing a brand new way to start your morning. Get your daily quick start from CBN News. A quick read on the important news of the day delivered right to your inbox. Stay current on breaking news, politics, and entertainment. Discover how God is moving around the world and here at home. Plus, get exclusive stories and daily scripture encouragement just for you. Stay informed. Go to quickstart.news and subscribe today. As a counter to what seems to be biased coverage about the Jewish communities living in biblical Judea and Samaria, one filmmaker is presenting their side of the story. Our Middle East correspondent, Julie Stahl, spoke with him about his new documentary. Roger Walters, thank you for joining us on Jerusalem Dateline. Well, it's really a pleasure to be with you today. Um, I'm looking forward to it a lot. So you've written a, or produced a documentary called Settling the Facts, A Deeper Look at Israeli Settlements. Uh, tell us why you did this. Uh, basically, it's a, it's a kind of an anti-BDS uh, uh, documentary because I've supported um, the settlers, uh, producers, uh, for, for some years now, buying their products via Lev Ha'olam. And, um, you know, these people are just regular guys producing goods and, and farmers, and they're being, you know, demonized um, worldwide uh, at every opportunity. So I just felt they needed some kind of defense. Okay. So um, tell us a little bit about the documentary. So we, we started off in the UK uh, interviewing uh, some uh, legal brains and people who understand about the history of the formation of, of Israel uh, and Zionism. And uh, then we took off and we spent um, a best part of a month in Israel touring around Judea and Samaria. 
uh, interviewing um, not only settlers, but also some Palestinians, quite a few Palestinians. Um, we uh, also interviewed uh, a couple of Palestinian activists um, who, who obviously gave us their perspective. Um, and we really trying to give the perspective from the settlers' point of view, from the communities and the people who live in these areas. So to invest this much time and energy in something, you must be an Israel lover. How, how much, how did that happen? Well, that's a very good question. Um, I think it happened in, in 1967 when uh, the Six-Day War broke out and uh, a, a very close uh, friend of mine who worked we worked in an office together, said, we just got to go to Israel tomorrow and, and help the cause, you know, help, help Israelis fight. Um, I thought he was a bit crazy. Uh, however, um, we did sign up and his mother wouldn't let him go. So I ended up going on my own as a, as a Mitna Dev. Um, and I spent uh, a couple of years in Israel, 60, 67, 68, and um, basically I fell in love with Israel. But um, I, uh, I sometimes wonder why I didn't stay. But I think that uh, I needed to finish my education in the UK and, and not enough golf courses for me in Israel. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. So what do you want people to take away from your film? I think I need them to understand who these settlers are, um, that they're not all ideologues, they're not crazies, um, they don't want to beat up Palestinians, they want to be friends with Palestinians. They, they, they know that when they are friends with them, and they have been friends with them, and I've seen when I was friends with them in the, in the 60s, that we can live together. Uh, and, and as uh, I think Jabari said, you know, it's only the leadership which is the issue, uh, because the people on the ground, both the Israelis and the Palestinians, are, you know, at the end of the day, they're, they're both the Semites, you know, so they should get on well together. And, and the Palestinians def definitely prosper um, working with Israelis. Roger, is there anything you'd like to add? Uh, there is, actually. Uh, one of the other reasons I created this documentary was to try to educate the the child, my children, my grandchildren, and my peers' children, who really are kind of being tormented to to, to demonise Israel uh, as being apartheid and colonialist, and I and there's nobody giving them the correct and the true uh, picture of what is actually happening in Israel um, and in Judea and Samaria. And so that was a big motivation for me to try to get this documentary seen by youngsters, you know, teenagers and, and early 20s. Um, but also, it appears that there are many older people who don't understand the history of these times and the creation of Israel. So it's, it's a tremendous um, feat, feat of ours to have to be able to educate a lot of people. Now, how can people uh, see your documentary? Well, they just go uh, to YouTube and type in Settling the Facts. Uh, it's as simple as that. And, and it will come up free of charge. Okay, great. Roger Walters, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you very much. It's been an absolute pleasure. Well, that's all for this edition of Jerusalem Dateline. Thanks for joining us.
And please keep those who have suffered so much loss in Libya and Morocco in your prayers. They're fighting for their lives right now in your prayers and support for Operation Blessing can make a difference. And remember, you can follow us on social media and you can also access CBN content through our CBN apps. And don't forget to sign up for our email blasts. I'm Chris Mitchell. We'll see you next time on Jerusalem Dateline.